Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cinema Rogues, episode 11. Uh, we're going to talk about Palm Springs, the movie, not the city. But uh, could talk about the city. We can talk about the city, I guess, if you want to. I don't. Is that where it takes place? I would assume so, but I don't know that for sure. <laughs> Isn't Palm Springs in California? I thought so. I was going to ask if you'd ever been to Palm Springs, being the California person. I feel like I have. But I was just thinking about her, her, uh, in the movie her drive. She drives to Texas. She drives from to California Austin from Palm Springs, which would be probably about like a thirty-hour drive if she drove straight. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Maybe. I mean, if she didn't fall asleep, it should be fine, right? I guess so. I don't know. I'm trying to quickly read the Wikipedia article to see if it took place in Palm Springs, California. Oh well. But uh, I assume anyway. that's why it's named that. They never really mention it. No. But uh, that's the intro to our show. <laughs> Great intro. <laughs> Great intro. Uh, you know, wel- welcome back. Uh, I believe this is our second episode without Pablo. Is it? Yeah. I think we only did 10 without him. No. Let- Wizard of Oz. Really? Did we do another one? Did he bow out on another one? The one before that? I thought he did. Did we do, was he there for God in 60 Seconds? No, I don't think he was. So I think we've done this, our third one. Wow, I lost count. Technically, he was not there in recording for, I mean, he's not there in the final product for the Nolan films. That is true. Uh, If you haven't checked out that episode, go back and listen to our, uh, you know, two-hour episode about uh, Christopher Nolan movies. It's pretty good. It was, um, but while you're checking out other stuff, why don't you check out Board Game Barbarians, uh, Andrew's show, it's my where show. he talks about D&D mostly at this point. Uh, it has turned into a D&D centric show since we can't play board games in person any longer. So, right. For the time being, that's what it's going to be. Although I did hear stories about a good pizza place in Waco, question mark. I mean, there's a place that we would go to in Waco. I don't know if it still is going to exist by the time that we can go back there. And I also don't know if the board game shop is going to still exist. Oh, man. That's all this is over. That's like the the tough part. Yeah, that's real weird to think about. Luckily, my brother lives in Waco, so I can just like ask him to go drive by it. And like, you know, once (laughs) once quarantine is lifted and, you know, hopefully we have vaccines and stuff by then. Um, I can just have him drive by and be like, hey, is that store still open? No? All right. Fine. Um, then when you're done checking out Andrew, uh, come check out my YouTube channel. Uh, right now I'm working my way through Paper Mario. Uh, it's pretty good so far. Yeah. Uh, is it worth worth picking up? Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. I, I, mm, I'm in the second world. Uh, the battle system, I can see why people are complaining about it. Because, like, every battle, uh, you have to try and line up the enemies. And if, okay. if you have, basically, you have two attacks. You have a line attack, and you have, like, a four squares in front of you attack. And the okay. enemies are on this, like, rotating thing, right? And so you have to rotate the rings around to get the enemies lined up the right way. And if they are lined up perfectly, you get a one and a half times bonus to your attack power. Mm, okay. So it very much affects what you're trying to do in any given battle. Um, but you do have to do that for every single battle. 
And so I can see why people were complaining about it. But to me, it's kind of fun because there's a perfect way to do every battle. Yeah. I've been thinking about starting The Witcher 3, having not played any of the previous Witchers, which I've been told is okay. And uh, I also know it's a huge game, so I'm kind of like wondering if I'm actually going to get into it. Anyway. Yeah, I, I enjoyed The Witcher. Well, I say I enjoyed The Witcher 3. I've only ever gotten to like level 10 or so as a, you know as the character. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it was enjoyable, but I keep dropping it cause it feels overwhelming because there's so much stuff to do. I think what I'm going to do is just focus on the main story and I've been wanting to like spend more time with my wife, but she doesn't really like playing games, but she doesn't mind watching it. Yeah. And she likes, you know, we both like the Witcher Netflix show. So I was like, Hey, I could play this game and you could watch it for the story. And I could just focus on the main storyline, and if there's like a side quest you want me to do, then you tell me to do that. Oh, well, that sounds that like way. fun. Because I, because like when I play Skyrim and stuff, it's like main story, and then I'm like, and hey, I'm gone, and then I just go <laughs> off and I literally do like as many side quests as I can. And so by the time that I actually finish the story, I'm like level bajillion in the leader of all the guilds and stuff. Right, and so you need to like go to the second town and murder somebody in half a second. Right, so it's like, fight this dragon, and I was like, he's dead now. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. You can also check out uh, Retro Warriors, uh, our our mother show, I guess it would be. Uh, mother show. <laughs> mother. Mother wants you to check out Retro Warriors. <laughs> uh, our parent podcast. Parent podcast. Parent podcast, I like it. <laughs> check yeah. out our pee-pee. Go check, go check out our pee-pee. <laughs> parent podcast. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Well, since last time we recorded, I have finished uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, the the cartoon The series. cartoon series, yes. I haven't attempted yes. to watch the movie. Uh, you, you, could, you could skip it. The series was really good. I, was, I, I, I had heard that it was good, um, but I had never... If, it, you, if you really liked the series, mm-hmm. that movie will upset you oh okay greatly uh i've got i've gotten into the legend of Korra. i'm like in season three of that now and it's it's okay mm. nice yeah so if you want to get upset watch the movie if you just want to be upset sometime all right at at both <laughs> at both m night Shyamalan and the last airbender just generally speaking i think you'd be more upset with uh i guess yeah you'd be upset with both that being the movie not the show right and then uh last week we watched dr sleep i watched that a couple weeks ago whenever it came out on hbo or stars or something yeah we watched it on hbo max so yeah so it was hbo so like whenever it released on hbo is whenever i watched it yeah it's pretty good um it was was anticlimactic i liked the like the ride there was good mm -hmm. but it was a very like slow movie for us yeah well i feel like the 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 shining was a slow movie um and this was very much a a sequel to the movie not the book right i don't know have you read the book the shining nope Ah. have you seen the movie i assume yes Ah. yep like in the book the uh the overlook hotel the boiler room explodes in the shining Oh, so the end of the, well. <laughs> so yeah. the fact that they made it back to the <laughs> Overlook Hotel 
just it it wouldn't happen. Like the the Overlook Hotel was this the character in Doctor uh, Doctor Sleep. Well, now you've ruined it. You know, from the very beginning. Um, but if it was a sequel to like the book, it, it definitely it you know it exploded at the end of The Shining. So yeah, right. Well, I feel like it's obviously a sequel to the movie because you have the Overlook Hotel still in existence and you have stuff that happens in it. I <laughs> I don't know. If, Doctor Sleep is a book that Stephen King wrote, right? I am pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know my wife was talking about it. She was like, I guess they made a movie to the sequel of the shining book she said it better <laughs> than i just did <laughs> i still enjoyed it i don't know if i'll watch it again but um it was a it was a good movie yeah good acting good flick what about you what have you been watching i've been i started making my wife watch uh silicon valley because mm-hmm. i reference it every once in a while and she just like looks at me like she's like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> um and finally i was like well now you're gonna watch what i'm talking about because i've asked her multiple times like hey are you interested in watching this and she goes yeah i'd watch it and then we just don't right so i finally made her start watching watching that and we're on like season three in a week nice so we're making good time they're only like 10 episodes right a season yeah she she's really liking it so far i'm liking it going through it a sec- second time because i didn't I didn't watch it when it first came out. I watched it like isn't there's six seasons, right? I believe so. I yeah, five or six. So I watched it like starting season four. Like I watched it from season one to the end of season four, mm-hmm. um, kind of straight through. And then I did the whole thing where I waited for season five and then waited another year for season six. Um, and now it's ended. Um, so it's it's weird, like the amount of like dumb stuff that the main character makes in the beginning doesn't bug me as much because I know how much really stupid shit he does at the end of the show. <laughs> so it feels trivial at the beginning, but I remember it being very frustrating the first time I watched it. Like, like the whole show is kind of frustrating, but like good, you know, like I, in a good way. Yeah. That, that's a show. Like I enjoyed it. It, you know, the, the last uh, episode of season one is, like one of the funniest things I've ever seen uh, yeah. when they when they're game planning <laughs> in the fucking room with the whiteboard. yeah the, the famous jerk off scene or masturbation like uh, um it's good so other than good. that I I don't think I've really watched any movies that are at least worth talking about I mean that's um, fair we we only recorded like a week and a half ago yeah I watch I watched that and I started watching. I started watching Parks and Recreation again, and then I realized that we need to watch Silicon Valley, so I started doing that. Perfect. Is that going to uh, replace uh, Parks and Rec in your rotation every year? No, I just was watching it now, so that way she can see it. Oh, okay. Parks and Rec will always always be on the rotation. Gotcha. All right, well, let's get into news. Um, Olivia de Havilland has died at the age of 104 pretty good uh pretty good age to get to yeah i when when they announced uh when her death was announced and started making the rounds um i was shocked that she was alive i was like wait uh you know because i i guess i generally know what era of movies she was in i don't know her films that well um not really like familiar with her work but i'm familiar with her in reference to the era of film that she worked in right 
And so right. just like, what? She's dead. Oh, she's 104. Okay. But she's a, I mean, she's a giant in the industry uh, back in the day. And, and really, um, she, she was one of the first people to, to sue the studios um, uh, for, for extending contracts based on their stars turning down roles where they would, I believe when she had signed like a five or six year contract and had turned down enough roles that they had added an extra six to 10 months onto her contract, um, as part of just being under contract, um, uh, which basically is, is more or less indentured servitude, right? There's no way she was ever going to get out of this contract. Um, so she eventually, she eventually sued and won and, and it really changed how studios handled their talent, uh, from, from then on. Um, and, and she's just a really interesting lady. So if you, if you don't know anything about her, go read about her. She was, she was, uh, she's pretty kind of, so pretty amazing. What it sounds like is, um, the studio was trying to do what Disney has done to our copyright laws. They were trying to extend it basically indefinitely to own actors for which if anybody doesn't know the studio system back in like the between the 30s and 50s uh, actors were not like free agents they were owned by by the studios themselves um and if anyone doesn't know the I, as much as i love like disney theme parks and stuff like that uh disney has really like royally fucked our copyright laws yeah um yeah it's not not a good thing what they have done to them if you don't know about that, go look it up or request that we talk about it because I wouldn't mind talking about copyright laws, which is definitely a weird <laughs> area of scope for the show, but technically still in scope. We're not a niche show at all. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I've seen a lot of her movies because of my dad. So she was in a, a bunch of Errol Flynn, Errol, I can't say his name, Errol Flynn movies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> and and you know and after after she sued she was you know more or less blacklisted from hollywood um but you know i, I think that's a risk that oh you know any peop anybody would run, run if they you know sue their boss right Who who's gonna hire you after that kind of thing and if you're thinking well it doesn't matter she made a bunch of movies and a bunch of money she didn't anyway because <laughs> <laughs> the system was different back then yeah for sure but uh, yeah, go check her out. Um, anyway, uh, next up, Sonic the Hedgehog two gets an official release date April eighth, twenty twenty two. I don't know why they would do that. Uh, I mean, it's two years out, so hopefully movies will be open by then. I feel like that's what they're hoping to. I don't know if they should really. I don't know. We're like. 2020 has been such such a uh, clusterfuck of a year. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the worst year of my entire life. Uh, and, you know, I lived through 9-11, as, as did you. Uh, that was a really bad year. I skipped that reasons. year. Oh, you did? Yeah, you're yeah like, I tested it out of 2000. I'm going to go sleep. Go sleep. I'll wake up a year later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, this has been, like, by far the worst year of my life. Um. Besides, you know, getting to stay home all the time, which I'm, which I'm also okay with, sort of. Like I would um, say, for me personally, it's I, I've had personally worse years, you know. Um, right, I've had person worldwide. This has been the worst year gotcha, of my life. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, personally, this has not been the worst year of my life. I don't know if I could. Maybe it has. I don't know. Um, Fuck you, 2016. 
I don't think uh, I don't think any studio should like count on being open in 2022 or or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I guess they're maybe if their movie is mostly digital, then they don't have to worry about it. They can just put Jim Carrey on a green screen for the entire thing by himself in a in a sound stage, then they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, well, and, and speaking of release dates, everything is being delayed again. Um, there, there was a new round of delays announced and really it's, it seems to be causing a fight now, um, with studios who, you know, primarily want to premiere their, their movies in the U S first, um, well release them wide in the U S first. Um, well, I mean, that's traditionally like, Oh, you know, the, the, the American thing of like, Oh, it's our stuff. So we want it here first. Right. I mean, it would make sense if, if, you know, like, for example, Bollywood, you know, they can't, if all their theaters were closed in India or whatever, um, they don't want to release right. their movies out. Um, you know, it's, 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 it, it makes sense because it's a local product on a national scale. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot, but even like, uh, what's his name? Christopher Nolan, you know, British filmmaker. Um, is it, it seems to be leading some of this drive to, uh, you know, push theaters to open so that they can release the movies in, in the U.S. before they re- release them to international markets. Um, right, which didn't they, like, indefinitely... Delayed. Quote-unquote indefinitely delayed. They, they definitely delayed it in the sense that they said they're not going to announce a release date for it, which I don't want to call it indefinitely delayed... But I guess it technically, because uh, that makes it sound like they're just never gonna <laughs> release. Right, right. They they are planning on releasing it as soon as as, as soon as the American yeah. market opens up. But the American market at this point seems to be so far from opening up compared to the rest of the world that it's causing pressure for studios to release their movies internationally and just hold on releasing them domestically. Yeah, which is it's interesting. I don't know. I just I thought it was worth a mention because it interested me. Um, oh no, it's definitely like I agree with you. It's it's interesting and worth a mention, but also like fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> ah, speaking of fuck them, <laughs> Regal Theaters announced they're going to try and reopen on August twenty first. Oh boy, I don't know how. Uh, but they've announced that they will. They're going to open on August twenty first. They'll have contactless pay only. Reduced concessions, um, no self-serve or refills. Um, patrons and employees are required to wear masks in lobbies and halls, but not during the movie because they need to eat. They've made an exemption for mask wearing during the movie. I would, uh, I would be okay going to a movie theater to watch a movie right now if they had like blast shields all around me. <laughs> right. You know, something not, oh, yeah, you you have to wear your mask in the lobby, but as soon as you sit down, we have no way to enforce the fact that you may or may not be eating the entire movie. Right. So we're just going to say no mask during the movie. I, I don't know. I mean, good luck, I guess. We'll see how this goes. I also don't know if I would eat at, at a theater at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's another concern. I, I was talking to somebody about that the other day where uh, if I'm going to go out to eat, a, it's not going to be a buffet, because gross. What? They already have the blast shields up. Yeah, because people were already unintentionally blasting the food with snot and shit. I don't know anyone that would go. I don't even know if buffets are open <laughs> right now. That seems like the worst decision to make. Right? Like, ideally, I want the chef to make the food 
and personally bring it out and shove it in my mouth. Because that's the only way it's not going to have germs. It's still going to have the chef's germs. Well, right, exactly. That, I mean, you know, see, that's my point. But whatever. I mean, I, I still order food and have it delivered to my house, and that's has some germs on it, but I hopefully the people that made it don't have COVID-19. Right. I mean, I think that's, all, that's the hope we're all doing. And it's a weird world to live in where that's our concern about getting food. It's, yeah. it's less about the nutritional content at this point, and I hope it doesn't kill me. Yep. Great. Um, and then I guess our final bit of news, AMC and Universal. We talked about a, a few shows ago how they were having a big fight, and AMC said, all right, we're just not going to show any more Universal movies because Universal doesn't want to uh, let us have an exclusivity window. They want to they release it uh, online and in the theaters at the same time. Oh, okay. Um, but apparently they have negotiated it down to 17 days instead of 90 of exclusive theater runs. Um, and that is enough for AMC and universal to agree to, to work together again. So great. Great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into the topic. Um, like we said at the beginning of the show in our weird ass intro, uh, Palm Springs, if you want to know absolutely nothing about this movie, which I recommend personally, because that's how I did it, uh, turn it off now. Go watch the movie. Come back and, we'll, and listen to us. Uh, if spoilers don't bug you, we'll talk about those later. Right. Uh, we are going get, to get into a spoiler-free light review of the movie itself. Um, but like I said, I enjoyed the fact that I went into it blind and it had a bunch of surprises because of that. Uh, but we are going to talk about some of that. But those are, you know, synopsis type notes that that I would feel a little cheapened by. But you may not. Who knows? That's your decision to make. You're probably an adult. Hopefully. And if not, that's OK, too. <laughs> OK. Um, no, I, I guess I, I would say uh, that. Well, OK, so Palm Springs is the new Lonely Island movie. Um the other movies, uh, two other movies that I can think of off the top of my head are Pop Star, Never Stop Stopping, and uh, the stunt guy one. What's it called? I think it's Never Stop, Never Stopping. Never Stop, Never Stop Stopping, right? Never Stop, Never Stopping. Okay. Never Stop, Stopping, Stopping. Well, what's the other movie called? A Hot Rod is what you're thinking. Oh, it is Never Stop, Never Stopping. Nice. Uh, yeah, Hot Rod. And then you also got the Bash Brothers that came out recently on Netflix. Um, there's a third movie I'm aware of, I think. <laughs> okay. I feel like there's a third movie. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just making up stuff, trying to sound cool. Are you looking it up? No, I thought you were looking it up. I am. Uh Oh, yeah. Tour to Pharmacy. That's a really good movie. Is it? I've never heard of it. Um, that's not really a Lonely Island movie. It's just a movie starring Andy Samberg. Oh, okay. It's a it's a comedy tour to France um movie that's actually really good. Gotcha. Um, um but this takes you continue place. Continue, and I'll look it up. Okay, cool. Well, this takes place in um some sort of wedding venue. We think it may be in Palm Springs, uh, in some state. Not not entirely sure. But, uh, yeah, basically it's like, 
you start out and there is this very disaffected uh, Andy Samberg who seems to be floating through this wedding day, not particularly happy, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he runs into uh, the the sister of the bride who he kind of has a connection with. Uh, and then all of a sudden some dude shows up and almost kills him. And then he crawls into a cave, she crawls into a cave, and then she wakes up on the same day and yeah. Turns out they are stuck in a time loop and are trying to figure out how to get out for the rest of the movie. That is the short synopsis of it. Yep, as you put, it's basically a Groundhog Day scenario, this movie is. Uh, and from like the trailers, I thought it was going to be like a weird, uh, not quite the same remake of Groundhog Day, which I guess it, it kind of feels like a spiritual successor to that only... Uh, better i don't know yeah i i I would agree that it that it's better um yeah i I don't know what would you think generally i mean my my spoiler free review is just that it was was a really funny comedy has a lot of really fun funny bits um great montage scenes um and I, i would say it's it's the best movie that i've seen best new movie that i've seen this year by far which i know isn't saying much because there's not a whole lot of new movies that have come out yep. this year so far. You liked it better than 1917? 1917 came out last year. Oh, did it? I I guess I saw it this year. Yeah, it technically came out in 2019 because it because it was an Academy Award nominee for the 2019 year. Gotcha. Or I guess the 2020 year. Whatever. All right, then fine. <laughs> well, cuz I saw 2019 this year too and I saw Jojo Rabbit this year, but those we're not 2020 films. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I, I generally agree with you. I think it, I think it's a great movie. It is. Uh, it's up there in the top movies that I have seen for the first time this year. I'll say that. Um, I, I, I'm I'm ready to watch it again. I've only seen it the one time, but it was it was good enough to to give it a second go at least because I know there was stuff that yeah. I missed the first time. I will say like watching it because I tried watching it today, but I didn't really have enough time to finish it before the show. Um, Like it is fun knowing information that you didn't know previously the second watch around. And that's, that's my favorite kind of rewatch. It's the reason I rewatch the Venture Brothers a lot. Right. Yeah. Venture Brothers. um, I feel like Venture Brothers and Community is a show that I watch on a yearly basis and always I either see something new Mm -hmm. or discover something new or I forgot about it. And I think I've discovered (laughs) something new. Nice. (laughs) Um, A little bit about the movie before we get into spoilers. Uh, It came out uh, July 10th of this year. uh, Directed by Max Barbaco. Written by Max Barbaco. Led by Max. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, it's the only actor. The only actor. Involved. And it's in all takes place in his bathroom. Oh, that was a bathroom? Yeah. Ah, damn it. Surprise, surprise. It was a really big bathroom. It looks like a desert, but it's not. Oh, okay. And that's a swimming pool, not a bathtub. All right. So, uh, starring Andy Samberg as Niles and Kristen, what, Milioti? I don't know why I can't pronounce her name. I, like, when I see it, I I think Milioti. And so, seeing Milioti is is weird. That's the lazy way to say it. That's why you think that. Because that's what I think too. Where you're not like <laughs> you're not wrong in thinking it. Because when your brain reads it, you're like, 
Yeah, Melody. Like, yeah. You know. it, just, it just shortcuts it. It's fine. Kristen Milioti, Sarah. Uh, yeah, she played Sarah. Um, and then J.K. Simmons was in it as well, playing Roy. Um, and there were yeah. a bunch of other people. That was a, that was a treat. Dude, that was gr- I love Like, when he showed up, I was like, is that J.K. Simmons? It is. Thank God. Because I love me some J.K. Simmons. Um, there are more, other people in the more movie, pictures but, of Spider-Man. but I'm not entirely sure who they are. I, I know there's uh, Tyler Hochin, who plays Superman in the CW uh, shows. Yeah, my wife mentioned that. Nice. Uh, and a few other people, which uh, if, if you want to go look them up, go look them up. They're they are great actors, and they played great bits. Um, but the memorable characters to me are, are Niall, Sarah, and Roy. Uh, yep. And they're kind and of... So what guy's, what guy's saying is he's too lazy to go look up those actors. <laughs> And he's also saying that I'm too lazy to go look up those air actors because he is correct. <laughs> uh, critical response to the movie so far has been pretty good. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes got a 94 critic score, 89% audience score. And Metacritic is a 8, 84 uh, reviewer score and 8.1 audience score. So um, seems like a lot of people like it, to be honest. It's a good movie. It's a, I mean, I would highly recommend it if you... We're about to get into spoilers, and if you don't want spoilers, then I would uh, stop listening to us. Go watch the movie. It's only an hour and a half. It's not a long movie. Flee now or be forewarned. It's about the same time as Wizard of Oz, so if you can't get through that, then you can get through this. Yeah, it's much less boring. See? See? Time is relative. So space. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) <laughs> that was a terrible joke uh anyway yeah um <laughs> i do I, I i guess getting into spoilers of this movie uh my my one of my favorite things about this movie is how uh when when uh sarah is trying to get out of the time loop she's like oh this is like like groundhog day we just got to try and be our best and learn a lesson and blah 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 yeah you know, and she goes and tells her secret to to the to the bride, and uh, you know is so confident about it, and then she wakes up the same day. And she's like, "Ah, fuck." I <laughs> I do want to mention like my favorite part of this movie was after they both accepted it. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a couple favorite parts, and I'm trying to remember all of them. But I, I the one that stands out the most is when they go into the bar and they do the dance number. Mm-hmm. And they're like singing the song and doing a dance number to where they like flip everyone off on the bar and then they just walk, walk out. out. And I was yeah. like, man, like, I feel like this movie speaks to me as a person that is not like, like, I very much as much as I'm like, these people don't know who I am. They don't get like after like if I go to like the sh- the mall or something like no one at the mall gives a shit. Like, if I do something fucking stupid, the the worst that's going to happen is they're going to go, hey, you remember that one guy that, like, fucking shoot his pants at the mall? Yo, what an <laughs> idiot. Like, that's it. Like, like no one's no one cares. And it, right. But still, I'm like, well, I have to, like, like I have to not do, like, scream something or, like, yell or, or do something stupid for whatever reason. And this movie is, like, the quintessential, like, nothing matters. Like, this is this is the nihilist of movies. Like nothing matters. There's not nothing. Every day is the same, and <laughs> whatever you do is not going to affect you in the future, literally in any way whatsoever. 
murder someone, kill yourself, like drive to Austin from Palm Springs, California, and you wake <laughs> up in the same spot the next day. Um, <laughs> I yeah. one of my favorite quotes from this movie is I and I've done a lot of suicides. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, that's kind of where we meet Niles, right? He has been in there for God knows how many years, potentially. Is his name Niles because this is a nihilistic film? Maybe. I don't know. Ask him. Just, just text Andy Samberg he right now. He didn't write it. Uh, well, Max Barbacoa wrote it. Yeah, text Max. Text Max. Barbacoa. He'll answer you. Yeah. Will he? Uh, maybe. I'll email him. He probably is an email. Maxbarbacoa at gmail.com, I assume. <laughs> Close enough. Don't nobody email that man, please. Please don't. I don't think that's his real email. Tell, yeah. If you do email him, tell him that the cinema rogue sent you. Please don't do that either. I don't know why you're, you're just flame, adding flame to the fire. I don't want any of this. Go listen to our free episode. You can hear us give out your email address. That isn't the right one. I anyway, mean, that, that would be just like if we we had told him that the unlock code for his you know iPhone is one two three four. We just happen to be somebody right. owns that. No, somebody owns that Gmail. Just like somebody does have an iPhone code that's probably that number. Like it's got to exist out there. Please, I don't guess. Email. Please don't email him. <laughs> we'll just. I'll just ask you to bleep it out. That's okay. They don't have our emails, so even if he gets annoyed, he can't email us back. That's true. I did not give out that information. Yeah, but they do careful. have... I'm assuming Retro Warriors has an email. Uh, yeah, it's justin at yahoo.com. This is a weird, weird segue joke that we've done for <laughs> several minutes. Justin uh, at yahoo.com. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Uh, SBC Global... Uh, Justin at SBC Global space dot meow AOL dot net. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but you know, I, I, and my, my other favorite part and really the only other note that I have written other than just reminiscing about this movie is the fact that the time loop problem was solved, um, by the, the, the woman character. Right. Uh, you know, the, this person who was accidentally sucked in, uh, she was like, nah, screw this. I'm going to learn all the knowledge I need to learn because I've got all the time in the world and I'm going to figure out this problem. She's not the kind of character who was going to sit there and wait for somebody to solve the problem for her. Well, do you know why that is? Hmm. Cause this movie does base itself somewhat in reality because if, if a man did get stuck in a time loop, as we know from previous movies, such as groundhog day, he would not spend the time learning, you know, physics or theoretical physics. Yeah. Um, and like, like if my wife were both stuck in a day loop, we'd probably like enjoy it for several years. Right. Uh, and then she would figure it out and I would just go along with it. <laughs> like, being completely honest, I would just accept my fate. This is how it is. Um, I'm kind of surprised that, so, so the, the problems with this movie Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised and upset that he didn't learn anything. Or at least they don't really show him learning anything. Like, Groundhog Day, he learned piano. Like, if I was stuck in a Groundhog Day situation, 
I would probably learn a bunch of shit that I wanted to learn. Like I'd probably be super depressed for a little while or like I would be super excited at first that I, you know, don't have to worry about the consequences of my own actions. So I can just go to a store and grab a bunch of food and walk out without paying or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I'd probably get depressed and then I'd just probably start learning like how to play the guitar and stuff like that. Um, Learning how to code. And he didn't do anything. And at Uh, the end of, at the end of the movie, they remember everything. He learned to dance. He learned a dance. (laughs) He learned, he learned how to kill himself a bunch. That's true. He learned a bunch of different ways to kill a human being. And they do imply that he's murdered some people. <laughs> uh, they also imply that he slept with almost everybody he met in that little... Right, which uh, I like that, that he implied that he, even if he used information that he had learned over several days to coerce him, to co- to basically like uh, coerce the, the, the sexual encounter to happen, they right. never implied that he like forced himself on anyone or was a huge dick bag about it or anything. Right. Do- Even like when he seduced the dad, he was like, I can't well, believe we're doing this. That was a joke, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> Whenever he <laughs> joked about like doing like, Oh, I did fuck your dad. Like that was, that was a solid, <laughs> solid burn. Um, um, but yeah, like the fact that he didn't learn anything that once he got out of that situation, like if you could go in that situation and basically go into a time machine that you never age and keep your memories like imagine the information that you could learn in order to like get out of that situation and get a better job or something like that like nah, just, the dream of every good person just like the one right just like the or, or learn how to make better meth you know there you go um but just the i don't know you know what i'm trying to say yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't apply himself at he all. He just better lived his day. Anyway, I mean, to be fair, I say to be fair. Like, if he was there for years, then, then maybe it doesn't apply. But like, the 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 day that he keeps reliving is the day that he found out that his girlfriend was cheating on him. Right. Right, but I feel like I would get over that pretty semi quick. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm also like practical in the sense that I'm like, oh, I'm stuck in this situation. Like after like four, like well, really after like three days of the same day happening, to be like, this isn't going away. And that's probably what he did. He's probably like, this isn't going away. I'm gonna try to kill myself so that way, like this sucks. And then he'd wake up the next day and he'd go, well, like that doesn't work. The fact that he was like, I did so many suicides. Like (laughs) I would like I would try once, and then if one suicide didn't work, I'd be like, well, that didn't work. So I don't think another suicide's gonna help. Like and her thought, you know, thought process of like being a good person, the groundhog day way of getting out of it was, you know, a solid choice. Also didn't work. Yeah. I, I really did enjoy the montages of the different ways that, that she tried to, to get out of it. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. Really, it's just a it's a really solid um I would say almost sketch comedy style movie because each day is kind of like a new sketch after they come to terms with the fact that they're stuck there. Mm -hmm. And then a romantic comedy uh, part of the movie kind of ensues and they fall in love. And then, you know, he 
basically tells her that he's had sex with her a lot um, <laughs> and says some things that he regrets. And then she goes off, and that's when she learns theoretical physics to fix the whole situation. Um, I think the part that like upset me is they just left Roy a voicemail. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it seemed like they were determined to leave that day, or, or she was determined to leave that day. Um, and like he was at, at that point, he wasn't being any help. He was like, "No, I'm going to stay here." So right, but he wasn't being like a detriment to their situation at that point. Like he had accepted, like come to terms with it. Which I makes... well, I mean, I I don't think so because what because at the end of it. Like him showing up at the cave was a surprise to her because he was like, no, I, I'm going to stay here. You go do whatever. I'm not going to risk blowing myself up. What if it doesn't work? So, you know, I'm he, talking about Roy. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking about uh, uh, Andy Samberg's character, Niles. Right. Um, he so, didn't want to because he didn't want to go back to whatever his old life was that he didn't remember what it was. Right. So, you know, them only leaving him a voicemail. Really, it was Sarah who 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 left a voicemail and she doesn't really know Roy other than knows that he's stuck there. And so just the fact that she thought to give him a call is probably more consideration. Uh, I I don't think she owes Roy anything more, right? Andy Niles would. I don't think she owes anything, but the fact that Niles wasn't like, Hey, we need to like get Roy into this. Yeah. And the fact that like, like I'm glad Roy figures it out like at the end during the credits yeah. But the fact that they don't really like include him is kind of messed up. And uh especially since like he like I said, like Roy has come to terms with it at, at that point. Right. Because he was like, I just want to spend the day with my family forever. Like my <laughs> the good part, the or the funny part where it's like, there's my son, like what was he, watering a turd or something like, like tending to his <laughs> tending to his dog shit. Like uh, well, and like, okay, so I, I guess let's talk about Roy a little bit because our introduction to Roy is like this crazy dude in camo with a with a bow and arrow or a crossbow, right? Um, who's like shooting at Andy Samberg? He shoots Niles in the back, and then he shoots him in the leg, and then he goes into the. Basically, I guess we haven't really even described what the Andy Samberg is at a wedding, and he goes into the desert, and he happens to stumble upon a cave with a mystical light that causes all this issue. And so yeah. if you if you go to sleep, you wake up the next day. If you walk into this light, you wake up the next day. Or if you die, you wake up the next day. Um, and so, yeah, Roy shows up, shoots him in the back, shoots him in the leg, and then tells him he can't run forever and goes into the light. And that introduces this, like, semi-antagonist character that really isn't an antagonist. Like he, he he's is not for like half the movie, and then after that, he's like a like he's just a normal dude. Yeah. Well, Sarah wakes up the next day and and goes and finds him, and she's like, "Who the fuck was that guy?" Yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, that's Roy." We I partied. Tr- we partied too hard, and yeah. he fought. Or I I showed him this thing because he said he wanted the day to last forever, uh, and then he got real mad about it because it turns out he's a Family Guy. I have a question. That sure. you may not know the answer to, um, because my experience with cocaine has always been movie related. Are and you saying that movie, you know that my experience with co- cocaine is not movie related? No, that's why I said you may not know the answer. Oh, right, that's part gotcha. Of the the <laughs> preface to that question. In this movie, they say they have one of the guys has cocaine, and they do it, and it's like yellow. So I don't know if that guy like peed in his cocaine or whatever. 
Um, uh, I don't know. I thought cocaine was pure white. Maybe it was heroin they were snorting. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I can think of. Anyway, so they did some drugs, and then they go down there, and he convinces Roy on fucking cocaine or heroin or whatever to walk down into the light, and that's how Roy gets stuck there. Um, yeah. And Roy is fucking furious about it and, and spends time you know, hunting down and killing... Torturing. Yeah, torturing and killing Niles... Um, simply out of out of rage, yeah. Because what you come to find out is that Roy is you know a family guy who was at this wedding, just kind of kind of there, um, and now he's he's stuck where in the situation where he's never going to watch his kids grow up, you know, and he's he's real mad about that, you know, he's never going to get to live his life. Um, but during one of the time loops, um, Sarah hits him with a car and breaks his legs, which he and, ends up in the hospital. Which ends up putting him in the hospital where the nurses and doctors wouldn't let him go to sleep for a few days because they were afraid that if he went to sleep, he would die. So he has this like mangled ass body for a few days and it it makes him realize or that's when his character turned and it made him realize, you know what, me chasing this dude is not going to solve my problem. Right. And also one of the main quotes in the movie is uh, there's nothing worse than uh, dying slowly in the ICU. Yeah. Which I feel like is is you know true for real life, but also is true for if you can just go to sleep, you wake up and all your pain's gone. Um, yeah, for sure. But I also it also makes me wonder how long Andy Samberg's character was actually in this before this movie takes place, because he seems very much okay with it and seemed very much okay with it for the most part. Whenever Roy was not a part of the situation. Oh yeah, yeah. It seemed so, like like by the time Roy came about. Or by the time he dragged Roy into it and got around to knowing Roy, he was um, very much already exploring the day and already kind of like tired of, of he was bored. And that's yeah. why he was talking to Roy in the first place. Andy Samberg's character obviously has been here for probably at least a year of the same day before Sarah comes along. Yeah. And then Chris, Kristen's character comes along. And I would say even that's subjective to the extent of it, when when you say a year, you're not necessarily saying 365 iterations. You're saying no, like a year's worth of being awake time. Well, I meant like a year's worth of those the same day. Ah, uh, see, I would think it would be more. I, I was I was under the impression that it was more like in the the thousands of days. That's. I mean, I'm saying he's at least been there for a year. Oh, okay. All right. Well, whatever. He's at Fine. least been there for 365 iterations of that, which is gotcha. within your 1,000 days. You're within my 1,000 days. Ooh. Oh. Um, but, no, yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, I, I really kind of... That would be my only thing, is that the the fact that he, he owed it to Roy to fix it and then was just like, oh, yeah, let's fucking go. Like <laughs> After he was like, I don't want to live without you. I'd rather live with you and have our days not be endless than be without you. And then like, didn't fucking care about Roy who he screwed into this like life. Yeah. He doesn't even mention obviously not going to like figure out for himself how to get out of there. Right. And he didn't, um, he didn't even mention it when they woke up like the, the next day at the end of the movie, you know, he's like, all right, let's go live our life. Which, yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind of a terrible person, but you know, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's not a great person. Uh, they never explained the dinosaurs bit, which uh, 
Wait, what dinosaurs bit? So there, there's the scene where Sarah and Niles are out in the desert, and they're like, it's when they kind of like decide that they like each other. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, um, I think it's also the scene where he like comes clean about it. But they like look off in the distance, and there's dinosaurs like walking. Oh yeah, weren't they like doing drugs at the time? Nope, because at the very end of the movie, if I remember correctly. Um, like whenever the camera's panning out of everything, mm-hmm. you see the dinosaurs again. Really? Yeah. So I think they're like one of the, I think the most plausible explanation for this movie is in the beginning, whenever he's explaining it to Sarah, mm-hmm. Niles says, you know, we're either in purgatory or we're in hell or we're in whatever broken uh, simulation that we're a part of. So I feel like this movie is uh, submitting to the the notion that we're in a simulation is what I would guess. Hmm. So I'm looking at this article and it says that they, uh, the scene came just after the fact that Niles had mentioned that they were both high on mushrooms. But I thought at the end of the movie they also saw dinosaurs. Uh, they may have, I, I don't remember, I don't remember seeing them at the end. Um, but this article is also going on to explaining, you know, what, what you were explaining. So, um, okay. yeah, they, there are probably multiple reasons and it's probably, a, a, a you know, a good talking point for the movie. Right. Right. I mean, I think this movie is supposed to make you think kind of about that situation, but what we're really kind of getting down to is, uh, I would highly recommend you watch this movie. If you're still yeah. listening. Well, I mean, it's a good movie. Oh, yeah. So this one is talking about that the dinosaurs were potentially stuck in the same time loop. Um, oh, like from dinosaurs? From, from the like Cretaceous period or whatever. But that would mean that there is a time progression. Mm. Because the cave didn't open until that day. Well, maybe maybe they saw through time in the same loop, like that. Like that day gets looped whenever whoever finds it, right? So the dinosaurs found the cave or whatever, uh, and got looped, and so and then and then the, the you know Sarah and Niles's character were able to see through time to the looped dinosaurs, and then when they broke it, they broke I it mean, for a bunch of people. Uh, I like mean, I guess you could like theorize that them going into the cave actually was them entering like a pocket dimension. Mm-hmm. And so it ne- didn't necessarily play by obviously play by the same rules of time. I also kept thinking the whole time, like, uh, have you watched Community? Uh, no. I mean, I've seen the first season, but not enough of Community to say that I've watched Community. You know what I mean? So anyone, um, anyone who's watched Community and watched the whole thing, um, and I'm trying to get the correct episode name. Uh, yeah, Remedial Chaos Theory is the name of the episode. And it's the the episode where they basically roll a bunch of dice and the character Abed keeps talking about how they're creating different timelines. Oh, okay. And I kept thinking, like, like the whole movie, I'm like, oh, if Abed was here from Community, he would probably, like, go insane from the thought that every single day is them creating an alternate universe <laughs> of timelines but it's it's a real fun movie uh that that plays with the with the concept of time and and, and 
Uh, it's it's hilarious. I I, I we, we haven't really mentioned its com- comedic value at all, I but oh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess I haven't mentioned it. I haven't thought of it as as a point to talk about. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a really really funny movie. I, there there were several points where I was like laughing out loud and kind of needed to pause it just to get my laughs out so I could hear what was continuing to go on. Yeah, it was a very as a Lonely Island movie, even though it wasn't written or um, even though it wasn't written or directed by them, uh, a very very much in their kind of style of humor, I would say. Yeah, very funny. There- there were a lot of uh, like quick one-liners that that were just really like biting. I guess uh, had a lot of meat to them. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, there were there was the there were a lot of like long, I want to say sexual jokes or drawn-out scenes or whatnot. You know. Right. Um, that were played for comedic effect, and for those, for me, those didn't land as well as the, the like the quick sort of like quips and one-liners that came out every so often. I would say it is kind of off-putting in the very beginning, like literally the beginning of the movie. It's it's Andy Samberg trying to have sex with someone, and then he just jerks off for like a solid minute. <laughs> yeah. and you don't you don't actually see him like you don't see his penis or anything, but you just see him like kind of jerking off. You're like and staring into his eyes the whole right, time. and that's not. I mean. Not really, but yeah, you see his face the whole time, um, and it's it's it is honestly off putting. And I would say if that kind of like weirds you out or whatever, just just barrel through it. The rest of the movie is is great. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. I I would say solid solid nine, man. To be honest with you, I don't know. What, I, what do you think? I, I don't you do give ratings. I don't give it numbers. All right, I say fine. Go watch Andrew it. gives it a zero. I give it a you should watch this movie right now. There you go. That's the Andrew Put recommendation. Whatever you're doing and go watch it. It's not a it's not a you should watch it sometime soon. It's a you should put down whatever you're doing and go watch this movie. Yeah, cuz honestly, hearing two people talk about it for 30 minutes isn't going to do do justice to the actual like goodness of this movie. Granted, you should go watch this movie if you already have a subscription to Hulu, because that is where it is available. And if you don't have that, uh, weigh your options. See if it's a good a good buy for you. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's available digitally for rent or, or anything. Uh, it, it might still be in its Hulu exclusive period. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I know it's released internationally on a different streaming service. I, I can't think of the name of it right now. Oh, I, I should have written that down. Uh, but in but in America, in the U.S., you can you can see it on in Hulu. the Americas. In the Americas, no, if, just this America, not all, not Americas plural. If you have Hulu, then it's worth watching it for free. For the yeah. inclusion, um, I'm trying to see if it's available on like iTunes. It's not available on iTunes. Well, well there you go. So uh, get Hulu, watch the movie. Uh, get, you know what? This movie would be worth burning your seven-day free trial. Yeah, I would say it's definitely worth the free trial if you haven't gotten it yet. For sure. And even then, it's probably worth... I would probably say it's worth a month of Hulu. Like, the end. Okay. Full stop. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like there was more of that statement. All right. Nope. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So we both recommend this movie. Uh, absolutely. You know, go watch it if, if you have the, the means to do so. Um, and, uh, you know, 
thanks for listening to us kind of just ramble on about it for for a few minutes yep. um we, we <laughs> it it's one of those movies where uh it, it looked like it was going to be good just based on the pedigree of who was in it um and and the 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 you know the production company and all that we also had justin screaming at us that it was a good movie so right and then and then you're like hey do you want to do this movie i just watched it it's great okay great yeah let's do it so yeah. um that's, that's how it ended up our topic and, and, and sort of speaking of that we want to keep uh keep going with newer movies um the uh, my personal goal is to like 2019 or later you know things that we will need to do uh spoiler free reviews about um we don't necessarily want to want to become like you know a classic uh, review show right right uh so uh in that vein uh you know tune in next time uh tune in i don't know do you tune in tune, the podcast? In. tune your radios to this podcast uh, on your phone yeah your keep, keep an eye out aggregator of choice <laughs> uh keep an eye out uh on your on your feed uh and uh join us next time when we are going to talk about abominable the new dreamworks Abom- movie from Abom- last year abominable abominable and with that, uh, bye-bye. Uh, bye. Thank you.